welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so introduce yourself to the fans. I am Natalie. My Hi. sister. Trent's older, wiser, okay. <laughs> sister. Definitely older. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and tell me why you're here today. <laughs> uh, there's desperation. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. If you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Um, so you uh, have three kiddos. I do. I have three, uh, 10, eight, and three. And the most uh, mischievous of the three? Obviously the three. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> She's so cute, though. It's okay. Yeah. Um, also, my Vera's BFF, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Besties mm-hmm. for life. Yeah. And you also, I was just thinking about this the other day because you have stayed home with the kids. You were a respiratory therapist. Yes. At Children's Mercy. Bless you. <laughs> yes. Uh, remember that one time you got pulled over and then they didn't give you a ticket because you worked at Children's? Only time I've ever been pulled over. Oh. Well, Just... you also got in a wreck one time because I was with you and I've never been in a wreck. So. <laughs> yes. They did not give me a ticket because I'm a saint. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, you were a respiratory therapist and then you stayed home with the kids. Yes. But you've always, I was just thinking, you've had a myriad of side hustles. Mm-hmm. At one point, you were making these big, giant, like, ball ring, wicker ball things and selling them on Etsy. No. Yes. Because mom was going to buy some. <laughs> mom, she's always and supporting. And then you did your eBay. Yeah, eBay was a big one. And now you're a professional TikToker. <laughs> With two TikToks. I, I, Would well, you like to plug them? Um, Our Gathered Home mm-hmm. is the one I really post to. Yeah. But I have another one that's just the dog. Yeah, and his name. Um, Poor Man's Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> but really, my newest side hustle is uh, I'm an Amazon influencer. Oh. Uh-huh, it's new. So you make money when people buy your links? Yeah. Well... When, when you're an influencer, you can just do like review videos on Amazon. You don't have to send people to Amazon to buy your links. Oh. You can just review things. And if people watch your video. And then buy it. And then buy it, you get money for it. Interesting. So how did you get that? You have to have like meet certain requirements. Your your social media has to like meet their Nobody knows what the standards are, but like so many followers, so much engagement. It's kind of like a credit score. Yes. Nobody really knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Works. It's a secret. <laughs> and then once you're approved, then you have to like submit three review videos and those have to be approved. By who? By. The review police? The Amazon Secret Society. Hmm. The Illuminati, mm-hmm. maybe? Mm-hmm. And so then, <clears throat> I mean, are you raking it in on these things or? Yeah, I'm up to about 20 bucks. Nice. <laughs> um but you were actually making pretty good money with like thrift store buy yeah the ebay flipping yeah is i thrift a lot anyway yeah so um but yeah you can make some good money doing that i heard a it was a have you heard of gary v he's like a mm, one of the like hustle guys like just work harder and and you'll make so much money the hustle culture. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, he was one of the like original guys in that 
world. But anyway, he, I was watching a thing the other day. It was like, if you hate your job and you're making less than, I don't remember what the dollar amount was, $60,000 a year, Mm -hmm. just, um, quit your job and go garage sale every week and resell it on eBay and you'll make more than 60,000 a year. Yeah. I I think if you devoted like full-time hours to doing it, I think you could easily do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd have to, it is like a learning curve because mm-hmm. like, especially for like clothes, which is what mostly right. I did. What sells. Yeah. What sells and what's trendy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a lot of time spent researching. Yeah. But eventually you would get a book of knowledge of, yeah. like, I know this will sell. I right. know this will. Right. Hmm. And then I guess it's just a matter of making sure you're like dollar per hour time spent buying it. Like you wouldn't want to double your money on a two dollar sweater right yeah there there is like a a line of like Uh this is worth my time and effort yeah interesting so would you never garage sale have you ever had a garage sale i've had one garage sale when we lived at our old house Uh it was so much work yeah um and we didn't make that much money yeah i feel like that's like Typical mm-hmm. of garage sales. Yeah. But we needed to get rid of some stuff. Right. And it, it's like you know, get a like, dumpster or have a garage sale. Right. So it helped in that capacity, especially because we had some furniture and that sold. I haven't been to a garage sale in a long time. I remember mom used to take us like on Saturday mornings yes. to go garage sale. And one time I stole a toy. Oh, <gasps> you did not. Yeah. Mom caught me. Well, I, I wasn't really hiding it. I was just playing with it in the back seat. And she's like, Where'd you get that? And I was like, I took it. <laughs> what was the toy? It was a tiny little airplane. Yeah. I don't know. You needed it. I just, I don't even think I asked her for did it. Did you? I just took it. Did you know you were stealing it or did you just like, oh, no, free I don't, toys? I don't remember being like feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Just like you like, didn't oh, totally understand. I'll just yeah. take it. Yeah. And then she made me go back and apologize. <gasps> yeah. Did you have to give the toy back or did yeah. you buy it? No, we gave it back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Life lesson. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I was really that, going off the rails. Is that the only time age. you've stolen something? Um, probably, I think so, actually. And you didn't even know you were doing it. Yeah, I don't think I really stole much, except if you count like maybe getting pop when I ordered you water. Should have gotten water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, but that's not really done. Really or maybe count. just a little splash or something. <laughs> just to spice up the water. Yes. Spicy. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, not a not a thief by trade. No. <laughs> anyway, mom would take us garage sailing. And what I don't know, because I haven't been in a long time, is if... Obviously, inflation's crazy. Everything's way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, has the inflation hit the garage sale scene? I think so. I don't garage sale very much. I remember taking Palmer um, when he was quite a bit younger Mm -hmm. and we went to one by our house and they had a bunch of like Hot Wheels cars, which Palmer loved Mm -hmm. cars then. And I was like, oh yeah, you can get a car. And they were $3. And I'm like, what? These are four for a quarter lady. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I do think everything is more expensive. People Mm. just think their stuff is special. But yeah, I just think sometimes you hit a bad garage sale. Yeah, for sure. There's one down by our office. I won't name names, but um, it's every weekend they have the garage sale. Uh-huh. It's the same person uh-huh. just trying to resell the same stuff. Yeah. 
And it's all overpriced. And I thought there were like regulations on how many garage sales you could have. I mean, there probably is somewhere. Yeah. But that's got to be like an HOA thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. How do you feel about HOAs in general? Worthless. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, awful. Get out of my life. You don't have an HOA now where you are? Yes, we do. You do? But it's very... What do they even do? You don't have like a pool or We anything. buy uh, little luminaries to put out on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's cute. That's, that's what it. the HOA that's does. That's what it does. We don't have an HOA, but we did at our old house. Yeah. And it was substantial, but we had pools. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, they could to like tell you, you about the neighborhood pool. If you could have one now, would you? Yeah, we liked it. We could walk to ours, Here's which the was thing nice. about the neighborhood pool. You never know who's going to come. You never know. The problem with it, all the neighborhood pools is like the neighborhoods that don't have one now, like you're, you're left with community center Yeah, and it's not very Did nice. Did you hear they're getting a new one? Are they? They've been needing a new... Wait, they're building a whole new they're one? They're building a whole new one. They need to because the city is so big. Yeah. I think it's going to be somewhere north, maybe. Hmm. Like That'd be great. Out, out that way. Yeah. Liberty North, out yeah. that area. Katie showed me that. And I think maybe they're going to revamp the one, the existing one. Yeah. And build a new one. It's not kept up with its, it's neighbors. I worked there, you know, <laughs> for years yeah. in high Lifeguard. school. Lifeguard. Uh, professional rescuer is could what we you, prefer to be called. Could you still perform CPR successfully right now? Well, it changed because it was 15 and 2, and now I'm pretty sure it's 32. Yeah. So, well, and know. you know, like they say, if you don't know how to do breaths <laughs> successfully, you should just do compressions. Yeah, not do breaths. Yeah. Yeah. I never actually did it. On you any, did it. Yes, I because did. Because you were a respiratory therapist. Yeah. I did it on dummies. Yeah. It's a real different experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, you know, I always had well, on the lifeguard stand. I always had like one of the little masks mm -hmm. with the like inflatable the, ring right, around it that right. I could use. Yeah. If I had to do it like out in the wild, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might freeze. I think you would. Your adrenaline would kick in. I think you would. Do Sometimes it. I feel like I, um, when I get into moments that I should act, I freeze. Dude. When I was, oh yeah, when I was um, trigger treating with Nathan one mm -hmm. time, we were up on uh, Canterbury, and this white van pulled up beside us and like screeched to a stop, like a windowless van. Okay, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> screeched to a stop. This guy jumps out, runs up to the door. I didn't, maybe he went inside. I don't remember, but it was an adult. Uh huh. Got out of the van, ran past us and up into the door. And I, Nathan bolted. <laughs> Nathan is from the streets. He's got survival instincts. <laughs> yeah. And I totally just froze. <laughs> You're like, kidnap me. You're yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm a statue for you. Yes. I like, yeah. Then after it was over, I was like, wow, I did not handle that well. <laughs> In hindsight. <laughs> but um, yeah. I froze. So you always wonder what you would do in those scenarios, but yeah, I kind of know. I mean, I think it's like a little intimidating and scary to think that you would ever have to do that in the wild. Mm -hmm. But I do think you, when you have the realization that this person will die. I'm just trying to think like outside of a water environment. Yeah. Where am I doing CPR? 
Like if they get in a car wreck yeah, and not accident. doing CPR, what if their neck's broken? Well, I mean, if their heart stops. Oh. <laughs> I just think of drowning, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hazard of my past. <laughs> Remember that little mm. freaky dummy that they yeah. throw in the pool? You'd have to. What was that dummy? It well, had like a name, didn't it? I don't know. We were an Ellis certified pool. Oh, uh-huh. So it was pretty intense. Uh-huh. They would literally have like secret audits where they would send a person who looks like they're a pool goer. <laughs> To film you. What? And watch and make sure you're doing. The sweep? Sweeps. Visual sweeps. Yeah. And um, doing your laps around to check in the, make sure nobody's drowned up yeah. against the wall. I always remember the community center being very intentional with their. Mm -hmm. Now, I worked as a lifeguard <laughs> at, at a different pool, and it was mostly just lounging. Yeah. Here's a question I have for you. As a young person, mm -hmm. when you were in high school, you worked in the summer. Yes. And then you did not work all year. Correct. But I worked all year. That was your own How mistake. How did you justify that? <laughs> I was too busy with extracurriculars. Yeah, okay. Because I did three sports. <laughs> um, I just made so much money in the Shut summer. <laughs> you had boyfriends. That's yeah. That's how. I had had people paying for my mm -hmm. um, fun I'm outings. Buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Thank except you. not really. <laughs> no, except we were fifteen. <laughs> buy you a movie ticket. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I look back. I mean, I say I worked, quote unquote. I worked the same hours during the year all through high school, twelve to three on Sunday. 7 to 10 on Monday night. That was <laughs> <That's> it. it. <laughs> you worked. You really worked. Yeah. But it was annoying if you'd have like practice till 5 or 5.30. Right. Shower, go to work. Go home Especially and eat, go to work. Especially if you were, were, when you were doing like swim team. Yeah. We're literally just literally there and you just the stayed. Pool. Yeah. I know. And then sometimes it was nice because when I was wrestling, I'd have to cut weight and we had a sauna. Mm. So then I just go. <laughs> you could shed a few. Do push-ups in the, my sweat sweatsuit. Gross. Disgusting. And also like how unhealthy. Nasty. The whole weight thing for wrestling is unhealthy. Yeah, and we went to a wrestling meet the other day. Dad and I went to Liberty versus Staley. Apparently, Liberty's like been incredible at wrestling for the past couple of years. They've mm -hmm. won the state championship the past few years. Um, and so it was Liberty versus Staley. They're number one and number two in the state. And they have now, like, a part of every wrestling meet is the girls' wrestling team. They have a full team. Really? That's just girls' wrestling. Remember when you had to wrestle that girl? I do remember that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now they have – it's an entire sport, which is great. Um, but I think about how unhealthy it was even for the men's side of weight cutting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, that seems like a landmine – for the girls? Yeah. Yeah, because I already feel like there's a lot of societal there's pressure. There's a lot of pressure mm -hmm. to cut to be skinny, and then you have, like, a competitive reason to also cut weight and not eat, like... Maybe you just, like, want to get on the one where you just have to gain weight. <laughs> just wrestle <laughs> just, heavyweight? Just wrestle heavyweight. <laughs> I gotta eat these cupcakes. <laughs> I don't this think that's really how it really terrible works. because I know, like, eating disorders are a real thing, and it's not a laughing matter but when I, this is just the world i guess we grew up in but they had always had like a big table of t-shirts at every wrestling meet that you could buy yeah 
Um, and there was always like the stupid ones. Like <laughs> I've never lost. I've just been behind when the time ran out or mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. Um, but one of them was like for the heavyweights and it says like, I beat anorexia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That is the generation. Yeah. It was a, it was the crowd. They yeah. were selling to the crowd. That for sure. For sure. Yeah, I bet of, they uh, don't have that t-shirt anymore. I'm guessing probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm an ally. Maybe they would sell that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It would be it would be a different a different world. But I think about even like when we were in college, I watched The Office, mm-hmm. and like the humor was just different. Oh, I we rewatched it. Yeah. Recently. Like, oh, you can't say that. So many things. <laughs> yeah. 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 So bad. I know, but I mean, I don't know. It's funny. It is funny. So I don't know. Where do you draw that line? Yeah, I just, you have to just like choose not to be offended by it, knowing when it was made. And, but mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, you're not going to see a lot of those jokes in modern shows. Yeah. Well, yeah. In the, uh, or wrestling tournaments, I assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So, um, you were not a wrestler, no. you were a cheerleader. Sure was. But you also did the hurdles. Okay, that was one <clears throat> year in the eighth grade. In the eighth and you grade. Ate it. <laughs> okay, the funny thing is, I feel like everyone does track mm-hmm. in eighth grade. Yeah, sure. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I got to do track. But like, I hated running. Mm-hmm. I never enjoyed running. Why the hurdles? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I Maybe it had like, to do with the flexibility of dance. Huh. I was already dancing. Yeah, sure. I don't know. At leaping. But I and I think that was like literally one the of the first and be like, I'd like to do the leaping race. It's like, what are you Ooh. talking about? <laughs> I just ate it so yeah. hard. So it happens. hard. It I mean, I mean, I did it and I broke my collarbone. Yeah. So I can't really. You came all the way home with that broken collarbone. Like, I think something's wrong. Can <laughs> I just can I just confess what really happened? Yes. It's embarrassing. Were you being dumb? Yes. <laughs> I was. I sprained my ankle being dumb. We so. had and we so when I was in high school, the junior high was eighth and ninth grade. Yes. And then ten through twelve was the high school. So we had an eighth grade track. And then nine through twelve went to the high school to practice. Yeah, and once a year there was a high school, a junior high meet at the high school track. So all the eighth graders would come over. Well, in hurdles, every year you get older, they get higher. Mm-hmm. Like eighth grade hurdles are lower than high school hurdles. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not. I every didn't year, know that, but okay. they do. They go up. So um, the like trick. The good hurdlers can take three steps between hurdles. Yes. And if you're slow, you go four steps or five steps right. between hurdles. Well, when they're lower, it's easier right. to do three steps. Right. And so the eighth graders were there. I was a junior, I think. And so it's the lower hurdles and they're all practicing on their low hurdles. And I'm like, easy. So easy. <laughs> and so I literally was like, I got in their blocks on their low hurdles, and I was like, I'm going to try to take two steps. Oh, you do have long legs. I know. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try to take two steps, mm-hmm. and I hit the hurdle, 
ate it, broke my collarbone. <laughs> Ouch. So, Did you know immediately? Could you feel it? No, because you the, you like land on your hands and you skin the crap out of your shoulder right. and your elbow like and your hands. Like the immediate pain. It's yeah. like, ow, I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the rush of I'm all scraped up wore off. And then I couldn't even tell it was broken, but every muscle in like my, from my pec to my back, my whole shoulder cramped. Oh, like seized. Yeah. It like, like I was having a cramp. Yes. And then I went to move it and I was like, oh, <laughs> don't the they, worst. did they have to just like pop? It didn't pop out of place. No, it broke. It, it just broke, but it stayed connected. So if you look at my collarbones, one straight and one. Oh, so how do they, you, they just let it heal like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, if it breaks and like right. does that move, then they'll have I think, to fix reset it? it. Yeah. But mine just <sighs> did that move. How long did you did you have to have a cast? I don't remember. I had to wear like a I think they call it a butterfly brace, but it's basically like a thing that holds your Yeah. Shoulders back. Uh-huh. But I also had to learn to sleep on my back because I was a side sleeper and you cannot sleep on your side with a oh, broken collarbone. No. Yeah, I sprained my ankle real bad cheerleading. Pretending like I was going to do a back handspring. <laughs> like running That's at a so game. That's so much worse than trying to do a back handspring and spinning it. <laughs> I could not tumble. Oh. And I, we were at a game and, you know, like all the tumblers were warming up. And I yeah. just like ran up and like did like the prep like I was going to mm. do it. <laughs> cricket a fake back <laughs> and, and then i couldn't i was like out for a couple games mm. it was bad yeah never <laughs> sprained my ankle but yeah that hurt really bad and then i remember going to the doctor and they were like you gotta lay down on this table to get an x-ray and i was like nope i can't, can't do it won't, i'm not moving from won't. this chair <laughs> absolutely not an option for me so <laughs> what other options we got <laughs> You got like a need gun. to bring that into me. Yeah. Something. You got like a gun you can come scare me with because <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, it's not comfortable, but you got to do it. Did they give you some pain medicine? No. <sighs> yeah. Rude. rude. So that was broken. So that ended that season. The only other was broken it, bone was I've it had early? was. Early or late biking. in the season? I think maybe middle. Yeah. Yeah. And then I broke my wrist mountain biking. And I drove myself to the urgent care. And then as she's doing the, first of all, (laughs) the guy, I was there by myself. It was out in New Mexico at Angel Fire. I crashed. I made it down, but like I heard it pop. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's probably not good. No. And um, I got down to the bottom of the, it's like a ski resort. And I had on like this shirt. It was like a mountain biking jersey, but it went like over and hooked over your thumb. Uh huh. And then you put your gloves on over that. Okay. And uh, it had like elbow pads built into it. And uh, I get down to the bottom and go to like the medical office. And I'll never forget <laughs> the guy's name was Hawk. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, What happened, bro? <laughs> And I was like, I was going and then there was just a rut that like came right across at a diagonal in front of me and I couldn't like dodge it because it was just at like a the angle. I couldn't like yes. jump over it and it took my tire and whoom, took me out. He was like, we got some gnarly ruts out here, man. <laughs> You're like, like, I ate it, dude. I understand. 
<laughs> he was just the perfect person yes. to be there. <laughs> anyway, so then I was telling him like my wrist, and so he like pulls my shirt off over my head and goes to like pull it. So like inside out, right? right? The last thing off is this arm. Right. But he didn't realize it was hooked under my glove. So it's like hooked around. My glove is still on. Oh, and he's and like shirt, yanking he's it. Like pulling, like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pass out? No. Um, but anyway, he got it off eventually. And then he was like, you got to go to the doctor. And I went and then. I was still hoping like I can put a brace on it and go mountain bike more because I drove myself to New Mexico uh-huh. and it was the first run of the first <sighs> day. And then I asked the nurse, I'm like, do you think it's broken? She's like, oh, yeah, it's 100% broken. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So you never broke a bone? No, I've never broken anything. Hmm. Do you think you just have superior genes? I have genes? probably better genes. Here's the thing. Sometimes when I realize or i hear things are genetic i blame our parents Uh for passing on maybe not the best genes i mean we did get our genes from them i know anything that goes but i look at mom or dad and i say thanks a lot (laughs) it's your fault (laughs) but it is interesting of what you get and what you don't get i'm hoping i got those oyer genes yeah just live forever yeah on and on terrible health habits live forever (laughs) don't matter smoking Don't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, here's the thing. This is a general philosophy of mine. Okay. When it comes to medicine, I think we don't know more than we know. A hundred percent. Like smoking causes cancer. Yep. Seems like that's true. Yep. But then there's some guy that smokes a pack a day and he's 103. Right. And it's like, how did that happen? Right. There's got to be something there we don't understand. (laughs) Did you see that lady that lived like well past 100 that she said the reason she lived so long was because she drank a Dr. Pepper a day? (laughs) She's like, I've had three doctors tell me I got to stop and they're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's that lady is an unsung hero. (laughs) I don't know. I just sometimes I see stuff like that and I'm like, yeah. We don't really understand. No. It's like you're, um, have you heard the analogy of people like you go into a dark room, there's an elephant and you're trying to describe what you feel and like, depending where you're at, you may describe the trunk, you may describe the leg, you may describe the tail. Right. And then you try to like figure out what's in there. It's yeah. Like, uh, you're only getting the smallest picture. Yeah. You just get like a very small piece of the puzzle. Right. And then we try to like say like, well, this is the answer. And it's like, no, we don't really know. Right. We're no. just guessing. And I think we're just now getting to the point where like you can have your DNA sequenced and like they can say like, this is the problem. Yeah. This is an issue. This yeah. isn't normal. You've got a gene that's wonky. Yeah. But up until that point, it's basically just like... You, the equivalent of going in and saying, like, my car's making a weird noise. Uh-huh. It's a clunk clunk. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a... <laughs> I And I do think we have gotten to the point where we, like, treat things individually when a lot of times they're all connected to the For same sure. one same issue. Yeah. But, like, we have seven different doctors yeah. to treat, like, all these different symptoms of one thing. Well, yeah, that's the other problem is we treat symptoms. Right. Not the... We don't know the Solve root. the problem. But I feel like that could be said generationally. You know, like, mm-hmm. what we know now, we didn't know 20 years ago, 
they didn't know what they knew that, right. you know they didn't know 20 years before that so well also then there's just like unintended consequences that come with all that stuff like i know like with antibiotics like no one would argue antibiotics are bad no but then there's like these now there's like these super bugs that are antibiotic resistant right and like would those have ever happened if we didn't over over antibiotic everybody right probably not yeah maybe i don't know hard to say yeah but i when i was in school because i was in a quasi medical field i don't know if you probably didn't did you have kids in your like whatever graduating class that were trying to do like pre-med not in respiratory, but I had a lot of classes with pre-med, yeah. you know, like anatomy, biology, bio- yeah. biology like some of those. Yeah. Um, I just had, there was a group of my class that were trying to do pre-med. And I just remember thinking like, these, they're just normal people. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doctors. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like magical. No. They get like an education, but they're still just people trying to do the best they can and figure stuff out. I feel like... When I became an RT and people trusted me to keep them alive mm-hmm. or trusted me to really keep their children alive because yeah. I worked at a children's hospital. Right. There are times where you feel like you're pretending. Yeah. Well, that's true for, in, I feel like every career, but when I first started doing this, I'm like, okay, I guess you just believe that I'm going to do right by you. Right. And I will, but like, I don't know everyone else i assume that's just how everybody operates but it's like yeah i could have bad motives i don't but yeah people just you're not a con man yeah but there's like (laughs) i feel like that happens with like mechanics and people have all these bad experiences and honestly contractors have a bad reputation yeah in general of like they're gonna rip me off and we really try not to do that and um well, and like in your profession, it's hard because like cost is very subjective. Sure. And so when you're getting like a wide range of yeah. what something will cost, it is hard not to think like, yeah, is this person trying to rip trying me to off? take advantage. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because everything, I mean, we've got even material costs, we've got such a big range. Like I can go to Home Depot and buy a faucet. Mm-hmm. Or I can order a faucet from Waterworks and it's going to be 10x the price, material price. Yep. So when you're comparing, you're trying to compare apples to apples, you get a couple quotes or even you do your own research online on what things should cost. Um, you never know what materials are being included exactly and what's, and then the labor is a whole nother thing where it's like, well, maybe someone has figured out a way to demo tile that is like easy but it's a horrible process it's (laughs) bad um i'm gonna charge accordingly because it's a terrible job yeah um but if that's all you do and that's the only skill you have is to demo then maybe you charge less for that because that's your only skill right so it's all like totally yeah totally subjective speaking of differences in like material mm-hmm. um high-end versus yeah big box mm-hmm. uh we're painting repainting a wall in palmer's room yeah and uh he wanted it to be navy blue oh. it was already dark green so it's not okay. like a huge change. Not a huge shift um, is he painting no oh. no 
Um, and so Ryan's like, yeah, I'll get that paint for you. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I probably only need a quart. I'm going like dark to dark, you mm-hmm. know? And I, he got it at a big box store. Oh boy. And not only, like, so I'm painting it. It's like painting with watercolor. Oh. It is so thin yeah. and streaky and bad. And I'm told Ryan, I'm like, this is the worst paint I've ever used. <laughs> He's like, well, I did buy the cheapest one they had. I'm like, well, seven coats later, I might be done. <laughs> so there are times when it's worth yeah. getting the Benmore, yeah. the Sherwin-Williams. Right. Oh, it's worth so the cost. So that's interesting you bring that up because you are a painter. <laughs> yes. Trade. How do you, uh, how did you refine You want to talk skills? about the best summer job yeah. ever. Well, lifeguarding was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I made way more money being on the Liberty Public Schools paint crew. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did every summer. It was very consistent hours. It was like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday yeah. through Friday. Yeah. And um, you just went around school to school. They had like a schedule of what schools were getting done. Yeah. School to school and repainted everything. Mostly rolling? I mean, you had to cut into – there was yeah. always, like, cabinetry and, like, stuff you mm-hmm. had to do. And um, a lot of enamel paint, which uh, is the mm. worst. But I learned how to paint with yeah, it. You know, sure. I learned a lot. And I do remember one year they allowed teachers to pick one color for, like, a one wall in their classroom. Like that was, like, wall. really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just, like, school white, yeah. you know, or tan. gray. Tan, yeah. gray, or whatever. Um. So, yeah, it was like they could pick from like red, blue, or yellow or something. (laughs) But I do think it made me a good painter or a confident painter. I don't know if I'm like great. Yeah. I mean, if things go bad, you could always become a painter. They make good money. They do make good money. Yeah. I don't know that that's in my future. You never know. You don't never. You don't ever know. (laughs) You could just do a little project here and there. Yeah. Just earn but a even extra then, cash. I had a buddy that he was doing. They bought a house. It needed a lot of work, and he found like a guy off Craigslist to paint, and it, his pricing was like a hundred bucks a room, and that right. includes material. Like you can't like mm, a gallon mm. of paint at Sherwin Williams is like seventy dollars. Yeah, and so I asked him after he was done. I was like, "How was that? Like, yeah. did he?" And he was like, "I don't want to talk about it." It was I'm bad. Like, oh. <laughs> like he literally you get what you paid for. to talk about it. <laughs> oh, how how can you mess it up that bad? I'm guessing what he probably did is just took wall paint, put it in the sprayer, didn't mask anything, sprayed over the light switches, sprayed over the door hinges, yes. sprayed the light, sprayed it. Just sprayed the whole thing down. And it caused like a giant, you know, rework. Right. Because you can't put wall paint on the trim and you can't. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's my gut feeling. Yeah. But I told him like, I, yeah, it's $60 for me to buy a gallon of paint. Yeah. How does he do that? And he was like, I don't know. He said he could do it. I'm like, mm, he might be wary. <laughs> Just <laughs> warning you. And turns out, yeah, it was a disaster. I do remember I had like a lot of friends on paint crew. Yeah. And it was a good time. Like we always had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, the boss, if you were like well-trusted, would send you out on like little projects to go mm. to like different schools that had like one room that needed to be done. Yeah. And like you'd get to go, you and a few kids. Mm-hmm. And one time we got sent to one of the elementary schools to paint a stripe around the gym. Yeah. 
And so we got to take the That's lift. That's a quintessential elementary school right. gym. A stripe. One stripe. Around the top Two cinder area. blocks wide. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, you got to take the lift, the little drivable lift. Mm-hmm. Because, Scissor lift. Yeah. And the lift had two modes, rabbit and turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it was me and two other girls. We were really good friends. Uh-huh. And we decided to joyride <laughs> the scissor lift, fully extended in rabbit mode. Oh my gosh. And we ran into the wall and <clears throat> took out a massive chunk of cinder block. Oh my. <laughs> the problem was it wasn't like where the stripe was. So we had to like try to find a paint, a, a paint to cover. I mean, it like sparked. Do you think it's still there? Probably. The wall damage? Probably. Yeah. We just like... I think I even told, I think we told mom and we like gathered as many creams and whites as we could <laughs> to try Leave and paint Leave it to mom match. to try to come to the rescue. <laughs> to try and paint match this giant gouge we took oh, out of the wall. Yeah. He shouldn't have trusted us. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> that I, um, I used to pull a trailer every day uh-huh. and um, then, I, but I also eat fast food every day. Yes. And so I'm like. Fast food drive throughs and a trailer are hard. Tough. Yeah. Tough to turn that corner. Yes. Think about Taco Bell. Oh, that is that really hard without, without just a, a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going, I went to Arby's. I'm like, oh, yeah, plenty of room here. I won't say what city I was in because I don't want to be sued. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like driving through, I'm like checking my mirrors. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And then. Bam! I hit and it like pulled my truck back and I looked back and my wheel well of the trailer had hit the dumpster house. Uh-huh. It's like brick. Oops. And just took a chunk just right off gown. the corner. Did it damage the trailer? It definitely dented it. Yeah. But. You weren't as in the clear as you thought. Yeah. Turns out was not a clear path. So then I'm like trying to like. <laughs> <laughs> you know the they're way. all are they just like watching you from the window? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like are there, should we say anything to this guy when he pulls up? No. Nah. This is we Arby's. don't get paid enough. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Arby's though. Mm. I freaking so good. love Arby's. So good. I will say though, like they have the curly fries, which are great. Yeah. But I the last time I had them, I was like, eh, they weren't just, that good. Yeah, they're just curly fries. I'm like they're mozzi sticks. Mm. So good. I got a French dip the other day. Yeah. Super Does it come good. with a st- yeah. ajou? Ajou. <laughs> You're going to France. I am. What I'm are going you most excited. Going about? with my bestie Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to see beautiful things, to get away, get out mm-hmm. of this country. I've never been to Europe. Yeah, me either. And But don't you kind of want to go to Espana? <laughs> I do. I would like to yeah. do that too. Because of Senora Bakowski. <laughs> Senora. Um, I definitely know more Spanish. I don't know any French. Well, Dad speaks French sometimes. Dad sings Christmas songs <laughs> in French. That's Korean. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, you took. Um, remember in seventh grade we had to take foreign languages. Yeah, I but had. We learned German, French. I had and uh, Christina Washer. Yeah, was me my too. Teacher. Shout out Christina Washer. And now she's my friend. Yeah, and we had to learn. We learned how to count to ten in French. Uh, so if they say uh, de, trois, and then I'm done. Cat sanxis, set wheat uh, neuf, uh, 
Look at you. Or is that German? <laughs> you switched sure midway. That's yeah. <laughs> I feel like no, I'm German definitely dry. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely going to accidentally say something in Spanish yeah. because it just comes more naturally to me, like if I'm trying to speak a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Um like lo siento mm-hmm. or something where I should be saying or yeah. whatever katie showed me the funniest video uh and it's like this guy looks like me he's running a construction job he's like let's go check on the progress back here at the patio uh let's ask juan carlos when we'll be done <laughs> it's, it's a mexican guy with the, he's like digging like sweating he's like uh, juan carlos when do you think we'll be done and uh, he like goes on this whole rant about like in Spanish. I don't have any help. I'm here all alone. <laughs> it's going to be at least another week or two because no one's here to help me. And then the white guy goes, he says it should be done tomorrow. <laughs> That's awful. I know. Um, anyway. Yeah. I think the uh, accidental slip of Spanish is definitely coming. Yeah. And I'm going with two other girls that speak some French. Mm-hmm. Lori doesn't speak any French at all. Yeah. She's useless. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michelle and Cassie have been taking French. Oh. So at least we're not going to be like totally helpless. You can ask for the bathroom. Right. We can order some food. But I think at around. some point when they say, how many baguettes do you want? <laughs> you should at least say. I need to just learn the word for many. <laughs> <laughs> Mucho. <laughs> Mucho baguettes. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a, uh, oh, I do think one thing you could do that I think would make anything you say sound French is you start with, <laughs> <laughs> and you wear a beret. Yeah. <laughs> because do you think they actually wear berets? I mean, it's probably like people here wearing cowboy hats. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a couple. There are. They do exist. <laughs> yeah. Depending what part of the country you're in. Yeah. I Michelle's been telling us things we shouldn't wear when mm. we're in Paris. Like there's things that are frowned upon, like flip-flops. Oh. Which I think the streets are really dirty. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. But there's like they only wear those to the beach. Like they don't Dear France, clean your streets. Nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't wear like athleisure. Nobody wears that there. I did. Katie showed me a thing that was just like people walking. I think it was maybe New York, but there was just, or no, I think it was in Europe somewhere, but everyone was just so fashionable. Yeah. And I did think like, oh, that'd be nice yeah. to look like that. But most days I want to wear sweatpants. I wear a t-shirt <laughs> A ratty t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I definitely pull out my joggers more than anything else. It takes a lot of effort yeah. to dress like that. It does. I don't have time for that. But it does make you kind of feel good. Yeah, so. when you put in the effort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get so many compliments when I do it. I'm sure you do. There's... They're like, look at that balding man. He's so fashionable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't you think it's a little unfair that men have balding and women really don't? There's no I women mean, pattern baldness. There is, though. I think women just go straight to like wigs. But you think it's just as common? I don't think it's as common. 50%. I think women have more just thinning. Yeah. And men just go I straight. I wish I could thin. Bald. Yeah. Yeah. You and you went, women have you it went so bald easy. like so young. Did dad go bald that young? Yeah. A genetic. Thanks, dad. Yeah. Thanks, dad. 
I think women just have it way easier than men. Okay. <laughs> you no. <laughs> okay, you have to make a baby. <laughs> Stop. Stop it right now. Katie would punch me right in the face <laughs> if she saw me say that. Mm, yeah, Katie's trying to create human life right now. It's been a little it's rough. It's been hard. Poor Katie. It's hard work. She's trucking, though. She's, she's making it through. It. Yeah. Actually, the past couple of days, she's felt pretty good. Knock on wood. Like, I just, that should be a um, testament to how rough pregnancy can be. You have like two days where you don't <laughs> feel terrible and you're like, wow, things are great. looking up. I feel so good. <laughs> I What's crazy to me is there are women that actually do feel good. Yeah. Their entire pregnancies. Yeah. See, I am not one of those. There's the medical argument again. How does that happen? No. Like they probably struggle with something else outside of pregnancy. Maybe, but, yeah, but like, like, how can the doctor not bottle that and put that in a pill? I don't know. And, you know, I had a really hard time with my pregnancies. I was really sick. And there's just, there's no explanation for it. Mm-hmm. It's like we can treat your sickness right? so that you can, like, grow a baby healthy. But it's just the way it is. But we don't know what causes that. Yeah, the amount of things that Katie will go to the OB and that she'll be like, I have this pain, this whatever, these headaches, this kidney stone. They're like, yeah, it's that's pregnancy. just part of it. Yeah, sorry. It's like, wow. Really? I'm glad there's not other things that are typically like that. Yeah. At least they're willing to mostly treat your symptoms. But like, that's how it's always been for women in medicine. And mm. Okay. Sounds- <laughs> you know, how many years did we say like, did we blame just like, women's psychosis on like with medical issues like oh she's just crazy well when it was actually a problem (laughs) stop it (laughs) right now you (laughs) no i think it's true i do think it's definitely true Uh, but now there's lady doctors in there (laughs) actually this is crazy because have you watched american nightmare no on that that sounds scary it's not it is the most bizarre. Wait, is it the doctor uh, documentary no. thing? Oh, what is it? It's a it's a couple. Well, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. They live together, and he wakes up and calls the police. His girlfriend got kidnapped. Oh wait, I did watch this, and they don't believe him. Yeah. Yes. And then it turns out to be all real. Yes, the but whole like, thing. None of law enforcement believed anything they said no. until or the, the media. Until the one lady cop yes. was like, hey, Found it. and like solved the case. Yeah, spoiler alert. So Lori said, yeah, Lori said, if I ever go, go missing, call a female police officer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because the guy once all made him feel dumb. Yeah. Like, oh, and, like we, we know you did it. publicly and said like, they're yeah. lying. They've Made, wasted like, our money. Like press conferences with yeah. no, no um, factual evidence. Right. Men are the worst. They are. Awful. That's why I always tell the girls, because I work with basically all women. <laughs> and Billy. And Billy. And uh, I always say, like, oh, men are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they probably appreciate that. Yeah, I got to get, I got to get, uh, be on the right side of that argument. Because mm-hmm. it's losing. Although now I've got, I'm going to have a girl and two boys. So we'll have three men in the house and only two women. So we will rule. Yeah. See, we. We kept it on the right side of things with three women in mm-hmm. mine. It's a lot of women. Do you feel like that'll change? Like, do you feel like that'll be different having 
more girls than boys than it would be if you had more boys than girls? Or do you feel like it all kind of? I think once you have one of each, like yeah. it probably all is kind of the same. Maybe some more like uh, angst and um, drama with <clears throat> girls <laughs> in the teen years. Yeah, Vera is really into screaming right now. Mm, Every that's time so cute. anything doesn't go her way. Yeah, she's really, she's letting you know how she yeah, feels. Yeah, she wears her heart on her sleeve. Yes. <laughs> um, but Rhett doesn't, he just literally cocks back to hit whoever it is that he's oh, mad at. I've never seen him do that. Yeah. Not my sweet Rhett mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not listening to him, if you don't give him the snack, if you don't share the toy, one response. You know, physical Palmer, violence. Palmer was never a hitter. Biter. Didn't he go through a biting phase? No. Uh, Quinny bit mm. a little bit. But no, he was never like a violent. Mm -hmm. But he did have like a stage a few years back where he got really angry yeah. all the time. And he's kind of outgrown that. Yeah. And become pretty chill dude. Parenting. Is it what you thought it would be? Not at all. Yeah. Um, Same. I mean, it's fantastic, but it's not at all what I anticipated. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like I've just learned a lot about mom and dad. Yeah. In the midst of parenting my own children. Yep. And have grown to, especially grown to appreciate a lot of sure. the decisions that they made. Yeah. The, I feel like that happens in phases because you go to college or leave home or whatever. You finish high school and move out. And then you go like, oh, they did a lot yes. for me. Yeah. And then you have kids and it kind of happens all over again. Like, oh, they, really, they did a lot. Yeah, they really, that was pretty nice of them. Yeah. Just to like um, endure <laughs> is, yes. is a lot. Although, you know, when mom like reflects on our childhood, uh -huh. she acts like we never did anything wrong. Yeah. Like our babyhood. Well, you were just so sweet. Whereas me, I was thieving garage sales. Yes. <laughs> No, but as Palmer's gotten older, especially, I, and we're trying to like give him a little more freedom and mm -hmm. decision making and going, riding his bike to school and like yeah. some stuff. Like I've come to realize that like we were given a lot of autonomy mm -hmm. as kids. Like there were rules. Sure. But there was also just like a lot of trust. Mm -hmm. um, maybe because we never really push the limit yeah i lost my ability to not have a curfew after i stayed at chris binkley's till like two in the morning one time oops yeah i got a curfew after that yeah but like the fact that they didn't set a curfew is crazy yeah i didn't have any friends that didn't have a i got a curfew when i got a boyfriend mm, well that makes sense yeah i feel like that was about that time um yeah i i don't know i think it's easy to say like well it was just a different time back then no. But that's probably not true. It probably no. was just as hard then. Yeah, I think so. Although they didn't have to deal with the um, tablets, social, social media, media stuff. That's not something they dealt with. And even like, I mean, I know we watch like TV shows, mm -hmm. but it's just very different watching a TV show that's full of commercials and that you can turn off after yeah. 30 minutes versus like sitting your kid with an iPad. Well, there's... It's also not, you can't just dial up whatever you want. My kids can watch whatever they want Whenever. all the time. Yes. We had cartoons on Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. That was about it. Hey, Arnold was probably on. But <laughs> hey, Arnold. But yeah, for what sure. What cartoons do you remember as a kid? 
Because um, there's like the early stuff, like Flintstones and Jetsons. Right. But then like, what do you, when you think of cartoons as a kid, what what cartoons do you remember watching? Um, Arthur. Oh, yeah. I liked Arthur. Wasn't that? I mean, he's cool? a nerd and you're a nerd, so that makes sense. <laughs> I am. Um, hush, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I had a set of cartoons I watched that you were too old for. Yeah. Hey Arnold, Cat Dog, Rocket Power. I mean, I remember watching those, but only maybe because they were on. Like, not because I was, like, seeking them out. Right. Um, you know what I really do remember was TGIF. Oh, yeah. Swift Family Matters. Yeah. And... I don't remember, Full House, maybe? Yeah, I think that maybe Full House or something with the Olsen twins. Yeah. <laughs> they were around. <laughs> yeah. We did have some Olsen twins movies. It Takes Two. I loved the Olsen twins. Yeah. Loved them. Brother for sale. <laughs> I did sing I that song. remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I had a cassette. With yeah, a, whole, a cassette, sure. With like a bunch of songs by mm-hmm. them. But... Yeah, they're all their movies. I used to listen to music every night. I had a little boombox by my bed, and I would play. Do your kids listen to music? Yeah, well, they got a Tony box. Oh. And Vera is very into it. Is she? Yeah, she listens to. She's she's on a rotation: Peppa Pig, Mm -hmm. uh, Paw Patrol, and Moana. And it like reads a story, right? Yeah, it goes back and forth, like a story and a song, and a story and a song. Okay. And you can hit the side of it. And it'll go to the next one. Huh. That's fun. Yeah. She really likes it. And she listens to it when she goes to bed. Well, she'll say, I'm just not tired. And we'll say, well, just lay down. You can. You don't even have to close your eyes. Lay yes. down and listen to your tiny box. Yeah. And then she's just she's out. 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. Do you think it will be damaging? All my kids like to have sound machines. Mm, that when they don't have one. Do you think it'll be like damaging to them long term? Sound know. machines? We have them too. Do you? I, your kids do or yeah, you do? No, our kids. Yeah. it's. I guess it's not really that different than me like needing a fan for the noise. Mm-hmm. We don't use the fan anymore. You don't? No, we used to. How do you sleep? Like a baby. <laughs> I need a fan. <laughs> What's that? How do you sleep butt naked with the fan on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's from. How do you sleep at night butt naked with the fan on? <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great response um no yeah i i don't know we just now our our master's on the main floor but so is yours yeah so when we had houses where the master was upstairs you had to have a fan on it would get hot yeah i have to i it's an every night thing and if we go to like a hotel mm-hmm. it's hard for me to sleep without one well we just recently went to a hotel with all of our children that's oh. not as good of an experience. It's terrible. Yeah. I like that you think your life won't change that much after kids. You're like, oh, yeah. we'll travel. We'll yeah. do things. And then it's like not fun. Though. I'm not going to let my kids rule my life. And no. it's like, yeah, you don't have to, but you're going to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hotels are especially bad because you have to go to bed at seven when they go to bed. Have you? Yeah. Have you been to the Great Wolf? The Great Wolf Lodge? No. With your kids? I, we have not. We have not done that. We want to do that. It's really expensive. I know. But Alonzo said he's got a hookup. Oh, nice. So. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. I went there once as a kid, I feel like. I've never been. 
And then, but Vera, I'm sure, would love it. They have some really cool hotel rooms with like bunk beds and like they oh. look like little cabins and stuff. Nice, yeah. Like they're definitely designed for children mm-hmm. versus like a Hilton. Right. Yeah. I, I worked at a big contracting place and we would do these projects that were six, eight months long, mm-hmm. really long, big industrial projects. And the superintendents, they lived on the road. They never were home. They would go from project to project. They'd be home for a week mm-hmm. and then they'd be gone for six months. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the guys, his name was Casey. He said that when he retires, he's going to remodel his house to look like a Fairfield Inn because <laughs> that's what feels like home. <laughs> so like white bedding. Yeah. Fairfield Inn and Suites. Yeah. <laughs> With like the, it's like a maroon logo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) So cozy. (laughs) It's interesting because just the whole idea of home is interesting because we grew up in a house that, do you remember any of the houses mom and dad lived at before Baker? I have like one very vague memory of the house in Iowa, Um, like the staircase area, but uh, no. Yeah. Beyond that, no. Because we grew up there, and I think of home there. Yeah. But then they did like a major remodel, but I still feel like... <laughs> still feels like home. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look at all the same inside, yeah. although your bedroom looks... But now it's got bunk beds, and now let me tell you, Vera was pumped Yeah. that grandma got bunk beds. I mean, all my kids are too, and they're even bigger than Vera, so there's something just well, very magical we about were that. talking about the bunk beds and Juju has bunk beds and Palmer or <laughs> sorry Rhett Rhett's like I'm going to sleep with Palmer <laughs> he did though when yeah. they had their sleepover well, that's where his memory was coming from <laughs> he and Palmer so he and Palmer the men the bros <laughs> yeah I thought that was really cute that is so cute kids they say the darndest things <laughs> That's a TV show, I'm pretty sure. It is. Bill Cosby. (laughs) That didn't age well. No. I remember when I was at ABF, we had these big desk calendars, and uh, we would hand them out to people, and it was supposed to be like a, hey, you're going to see our logo all the time because you have this big calendar on your desk. But they had like quotes at the top of each page, and one of them was Bill Cosby, and it was like right at the time when all of that was going, and we had just... They handed them out to everybody. So they're sending emails like, please do not send these to your customers. <laughs> Trying to reel it back. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to be associated. I don't think there's a lot of truckers that really care. No, I doubt they read those quotes and like, like really took them to heart. Yeah, to yeah. They're like, oh, that Bill his... Cosby quote just really spoke to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that like really like, made what, my mind. Yeah, at the end of the day, like why even have a quote? <laughs> I don't know. They probably just wanted something functional. Something to put up there. Yeah. Not have an empty corner. You probably would have been better off with like a gift card though. Yeah. <laughs> than a calendar. <laughs> I know. That whole like world of sales and marketing is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's different for every product, but just like being in front of you. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Makes your subconscious recognize it. Maybe. But then I think like if that's true, and I think it is, like there's a lot of people paid a lot of money, spent a lot of money 
to make that happen because they f- clearly believe that that works. Mm. But then I think about like how unintentional I am with like what I surround myself with on a daily basis, like how my room looks or what my, whatever, my daily routine. I don't like try to make it great. Mm-hmm. I just am like, I got to eat. I got to, I'm going to have coffee. I'm going to eat. I'm going to shower. I got to brush my teeth and get out of here. Yeah. What kind it's of existence is that though? Purely functional. Uh-huh. But then I think like what we went to a wedding in Dallas and they had a hot tub on the roof of the hotel. Fancy. And I went out there every morning we were there and sat in the hot tub and I was like, man, I could start my day like this every day. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's not like I can't do things I enjoy. Yeah. I just don't prioritize it. No. And so then you just end up with like mundane. You do the same thing morning. all the time. Because you strip away everything that could possibly bring joy and you just do what you have to Minus do. your Nespresso. I mean, I love That brings Nespresso. me joy. <laughs> I do. But now I, it's even with that, I feel like I should make a coffee. I need coffee. Yeah. Got to get my energy. Do you do your coffee and your Nespresso too? Well, no, I just do a latte. Yeah. But I'm saying coffee. Oh, I, mean I see. Yeah, we do the coffee pods in ours. No. So then when you do a latte, it feels more special. No, we do lattes every day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I have a, yeah, that is a definitely a splurge, but it's way cheaper than Starbucks, Starbies. It is cheaper than Starbies, <laughs> but it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. They're, no. they're not cheap, but I don't ever go to Starbucks now. Cause I'm no. like, don't I don't it. know the last time I bought a Starbucks drink. Yeah, and I'd probably be aghast at the cost. I see. Yeah, I saw a um, meme Katie showed me. It was like, "Fellas, if you're looking for some marriage advice, go order a large Starbucks drinks with a bunch of words you've never heard of. Take it home to your wife, give it to her, and say the words. Uh, Do you want to go shop for a new spring wreath? <laughs> and then it said, "You can thank me later." <laughs> I mean, I do like wreaths. <laughs> oh, boy. The shopper. It's interesting just when you think about, I don't know, all this stuff. I went to a Tony Robbins thing. Like, Is that like a motivational thing? Kind of, yeah. But um, it's funny because I just listened to a thing where he was basically like, saying I'm not a motivational speaker. Everybody calls me that. Stop calling me that. He kind of is, but um, it was like an online mm-hmm. seminar and it's basically like his whole premise is um, be mindful and be careful of the story you tell yourself. So if you say like, I'm just always tired, mm. then like, like you start to believe you'll that. be tired yeah. because you think you are right. Or, um, he said the opposite is also true. Like if someone, you know, someone that's just like, I'm just lucky. I don't know. I just always. Good things get, happen to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> then like they kind of do because you're looking for it. Right. Um, and so I think with anything he was saying, like when he gets home for the day, he always like intentionally, excitedly goes and finds his wife. And gives her like a hug and a kiss. Mm. But like with the intention of like, I'm so glad to be home. Hmm. And then you're just like, you kind of. That's probably so healthy for a Believe marriage. it. Yeah. 
and not just like, oh, hey, what a day. Finally done. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like most of could... the time when Ryan comes home, I'm like, thank goodness you're here. <laughs> yeah. Your children are demons. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the basement. <laughs> no, I I think that it's true with marriage. I think it's true with kids. I think it's true with friends. I think it's true with everything. Like if you were intentional about how you thought about it. Yeah. They do like an exercise like look around and find everything in the room that's a brown. And you do that for 30 seconds and then close your eyes. Okay, tell me everything in the room that's blue. And it's like, you can't, uh, yeah, you weren't looking for it. Right. So you didn't see it. Yes. But if you look, you'll find blue things. Yeah. And so he's basically saying it's the same with life. Like if you go looking for bad things, you'll find bad things. And mm-hmm. if you go looking for good things, you'll find good things. And so he says like your life is not life experience is more like how you're interpreting life than it is what's happening. Huh? which I think is probably true. There's a lot happening. Right. And your brain can only take in so much. Yes. So. That's kind of like the people that say, like when something terrible happens, like a natural disaster or mm-hmm. something, and like all you're seeing is like death and destruction. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, but focus on the helpers. Mm-hmm. You know, like it really changes your yeah perspective like the look at all the people well, that have humanity shown up. so help yeah right good. yeah yeah it's interesting yeah you can think even back to like 9 11 like well the country like banded together and came yeah. it was like this horrible tragedy um that's probably the last time the country banded yeah, together seriously <laughs> we are no longer banded together <laughs> we are fully apart <laughs> But we got a presidential election coming up, so that always does the trick to bring everybody together. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it's getting better either. No, I think it's only going to get worse. Um, I'm actually just dreading most of the year for that. Well, you... If you dread it, then you will find it awful. Yeah. (laughs) I need to find the positive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so that's what they, at the end of this thing, it was like, you need to write down what are the things you tell yourself are true about your life and yourself. Mm. And most, for me, most of those are negative. Bald. (laughs) Bald. (laughs) I need to manifest some hair. (laughs) Um, But it's like, you know, I'm low energy i am lazy i Mm -hmm. whatever these things and then you need to write the opposite of like what you wish to be true and then focus on like making yourself believe the opposite because the energy one is interesting because i always feel like i'm energy limited Uh uh-huh and i have to like pick and choose what i'm gonna do in a day because i only have so much energy yeah And so if I have to get my work done or play with my kids, I'm going to get my work done. And then then this other thing is going to suffer. Yeah. The reality is like if someone had a gun to my head. You got plenty of energy. I could have plenty of energy. Yeah. It's not actually that I'm energy limited. Um, And so if you can rewrite that story and say like, I can have energy for all the things I actually want. Hmm. It's like, okay. And then. To the point where somebody says, like, do you feel like you're an energetic person that you could say, like, oh, yeah, I have energy for everything I want to do. 
instead of like, oh no, no. I'm always tired. Huh. But like, what's the story you tell yourself? Yes. Tony, I, you know? he's That's a lot of wisdom right there. <clears throat> I need to listen to Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly had a ton of notes and stuff that came out of it. I'm like, I don't know. It's hopeful. I, it's all like what you do with it, though, I guess. You yeah, could I mean, I feel like that's nothing. probably just like really good. Yeah. We all did. So the owners, me, Lori, and Abby did our stories <laughs> the other day and we read them. It's like really embarrassing to read aloud what you really think to yourself. Yeah. About yourself. It's like really depressing. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I wrote down what I really thought about who I am as a person, mm -hmm. it would not be like positive. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a, all three of us were like, and then you're listening to it to other people and you're like, wow. No. Like you, no that. one else is thinking yeah. that. Yeah. You're your own worst critic for right. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he even mentioned like, man, you would never... If, um, like if it were anyone else, you would have way more grace yeah, than it is for yourself. Yeah. You're like way harder on yourself than you would be anyone else. Huh. Um, which I, I think is true. I remember when I was younger, we had like our D groups, which mm -hmm. was like part of our youth group. Yeah. Um, and we had like a couple weeks where we like took time intentionally and like one girl was like the center and every other girl like could say something that they liked or loved about oh, that person. Yeah. And, but it needed to be more than just like, she's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like something meaningful. meaningful yeah. And like, I remember it. Oh really? Yeah. I remember it. And I remember, um, like just the power of mm, words. other people pointing out. Yeah. Because I do think you are like self-negative. Mm -hmm. Other people pointing out things that like maybe you wouldn't even think about yourself. But like, yeah, I am that. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it's interesting. I think we're taught like sticks and stones. Don't believe other people's words. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. But it's not really true. Yeah. Like you can, to some degree, kind of right. write people off that you don't want to believe. Yeah. But there is power in words and what people say can sink in. Yeah. I think they were, he was saying like, think of a person you know that's just like a good person. They're just like kind to their core. Mm. If they do something, uh, they're rude or they snap at you. Your response is typically like, oh, they must be having a bad day. Yeah. Like, I hope they're okay. Versus like someone that's manipulative and you know is in, in it for their own and they do something kind. You're like, what's your angle? Yeah. What are you trying to get? But it's interesting. Like, because we do that for ourselves. I'm just depressed. And so then when I am like energetic and nice, I'm like, this isn't real. I'm faking it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we believe like uh, this story. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is like taught from childhood. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to just like our brains are prone to try to find patterns to help us interpret the world. Yeah. And so we say like, I expect this to do this thing. 
so that we're not trying to constantly figure out everyone all the time. It would be exhausting. Right. I expect my mom to take care of me. Right. And you just have certain expectations that make interpreting the life. I mean, some of that is like, you have to learn like stranger danger, like discernment, you know, like there are bad people. Yeah, it goes both ways. There are people that have negative intentions, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I don't know. I'm so I'm trying. So I wrote my positive story. Yeah. How's that going for you? I mean, it's easy to write. It's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like write it on your mirror? So you have I to look at it have it, day? but I was thinking I need to put it somewhere where I'm forced to read it or maybe I'll set an alarm or something on my phone to go back and read it every day. Yeah. But I just want to try it, like give it a month and see if it like I notice any difference. Yeah. I remember a season where I was just like kind of down and like feeling like nothing was really going right. And I had read something about just writing down everything that you actually are thankful for, like really Really in detail. Yeah, in detail, make like a really long list. And so I did that and like read it regularly. Mm -hmm. And it does change how you feel. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of things to be thankful for. Yeah, I know. And I, I, that was one of the things I wrote is like, my, I have this incredible life. Yeah. That so many people would kill to have. Yeah. These beautiful kids, amazing wife, great house. I have everything I need. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. On this business, like me 10 years ago would have killed to have it. Right. Now that I have it, I'm like. Oh, my kids won't freaking leave me alone. <laughs> Katie's sick all the time because the baby. And yeah. uh, I got this giant mortgage. <laughs> like, all I focus on is all the negatives. My energy bills. <laughs> yeah. My freaking <laughs> gas bill is through the roof. <laughs> Which it is. But, yeah. Yeah. I could say, wow, I'm so warm and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, That's probably what you should say. Yeah. It's so hard, though, to be... so warm and comfortable, and we've got this nice big house to have all our friends over. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many. I have this, like, thought that creeps in every once in a while when things are frustrating or annoying, where it's like, I'm stuck in traffic, or whatever the situation is. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. Um, And I'm just, like, fuming. I am so mad. I'm late. I'm stuck in traffic. And then I'm like, man, what if my car broke down right now? Like, this would be so much worse. Yeah. And I would give anything for my car to work. Yes. But here I am with my car working. Yeah. And I'm just fuming. Mad as a hornet. Yeah. Yeah, It could be worse. That's often said at my house. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate to like, that seems like such a negative way to think of it. But I think the flip side of it is like, it could be worse, so you should be really thankful for yes. how it is now. Right. Yes, I think that's so true. But on the topic of traffic, mm-hmm. I have bad road rage. <laughs> Speaking of genetic inheritances, that you, might have come from Tom Do you Rains. have road rage? Like, if do you regularly get frustrated at Here's traffic? what I do. I wouldn't call it rage. But I am big on teaching people lessons. <laughs> <on the road. laughs> Katie gets so mad at I me. I just feel like 
if they are not driving at the pace I want them to drive, mm -hmm. I have set the perfect pace. Mm -hmm. I really am not happy. Yeah. I get really angry. And I also don't like it when people aren't paying attention at stoplights and they need to go. I will honk my mm. horn. How, how many one Mississippi, two Mississippi before you honk? Um, Probably two, two Mississippi. Yeah. Um, Ryan will not honk. Ryan <laughs> is my husband. Three reds. He will sit <laughs> through the whole light. He's not a honker. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I have even thrown up my hand oh. before. Not with the finger or anything. Yeah. But like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. I have bad. It's bad. Mm. Ryan says it's bad. Are you a backseat driver? Um, when Ryan drives? Will you reach over and honk the horn I while he's driving? <laughs> no, I won't do that. But um, I will have like an, an inner monologue of the things he's doing wrong. One thing that I do that is a little weird is if I know I'm going to be turning down the road to the right, I want to be in the right lane mm. early. Early. And he waits till the last minute. Yeah, get over when I need to. And that really bothers me. Yeah. Um, I knew it was bad when I said something like, that freaking car or whatever in mm -hmm. my sweet little Jay yeah. was like, freaking car. Yeah, and it's I'm always like, the kids that oh, make you go like, no. yikes. Yeah, it, it sounded so bad out of her mouth. And I'm like, I am definitely teaching my children. Yeah. Road rage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say, well, here's what, honestly, what changed it for me is I had to drive through traffic every day when I worked at Genesis for a couple of years. Because it was downtown? Yes. It was down like by Swope Park. Yes. So I had to drive through like downtown yep. from Liberty every day. Yep. And there was traffic every day. Sometimes it was bad. Sometimes it wasn't bad. But even when it wasn't yeah. bad, it was still traffic. Yep. And I just kind of learned over time, like, it doesn't matter how hard I try i'm getting through this thing when everybody else gets through yeah i can switch lanes 50 times or i can just sit here and roll Let and i'm go. gonna go through yeah and people can cut me off and whatever and so i started just getting to a point where i'm like i'm not even gonna accelerate when the car goes in front of me i'm just gonna roll yeah and like there'll be a big gap and within 30 seconds the gap will be closed because they're gonna stop again yeah and I would have people like zoom out from behind me and like try to get over, get in front of me. And I'm like, that's fine. You're still stuck. You in made the it same 10 spot. feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have not made it any farther. But that honestly made it much more like enjoyable for me. Yeah. Because if I'm worried about like just angry at everyone else and like it just kind of ruins my day, doesn't mm -hmm. really affect them. Yeah. I had to be at work so early when I worked downtown that yeah. I never had the traffic issue. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the difference it 30 minutes can make in the yeah. morning. Is, I mean, I had to be there at 7 a.m., so yeah. there's no traffic yeah. that early. Yeah, we had, um, you know, you're supposed to do the zipper merge. Right. Nobody does that, though. I know. And then not only do and they so, not do it, people will, like, block that second lane. Yeah, so well, when I that. say that I teach people lessons. You zipper merge? No. You, you block, block the lane? The lane? <laughs> you're that guy? Yeah. Oh. Now, I won't now, but when I had cheap, crappy cars. 
you're like absolutely fine run into away. me do it see if i care <laughs> Trent. and if a semi does it i'm like what is the thank you brother what is the difference in person that blocks the lane versus uses the lane all the way to the end and Man. bypasses everybody i just feel like the guy that cuts in last minute thinks they're more important than everyone like else. Like they got something better to do. Like their time is more valuable than everyone else. I'm waiting. probably more lean more towards you. I don't think I would use the lane all the way to the end. I don't know that I ever have. Mm-hmm. And go, the only go time I have is if I honestly don't notice that it's ending. Yes. And there's cars in front of me and everyone's getting over and I'm like, what is happening? And then I'm like, oh, oops. Yeah. But yeah, if it's like, I know it's coming. You're getting I'm over. getting over. Yeah. And if I see, it's just like totally clear all the way to the cones. And then I just see a guy come flying up. I'm like. Give it a little scoochie. <laughs> just a little scooch. <laughs> Katie gets so mad at me. You're going to get shot. <laughs> Katie. She's I'm like, looking bring at on you. the bullets. <laughs> I will die for this cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worth it. So Worth stupid. It. it is. What a dumb hill to die on. <laughs> but now I don't really have to sit in traffic anymore. So, yeah, you're very convenient to work. Yeah, no kidding. But I still have to drive around. It's just usually not during rush hour. Yeah. Ryan gets stuck in traffic all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, my work was sim- close to Ryan's. So right. Like that he does that same path. And he has been there for a while. Well, and now he drives even farther because they actually closed that building down oh. by 87th. And now he drives all the way all the way into the row or wherever Nall mm. row area. So, yeah, it's a solid 45 minutes. That's a long time. Yeah. Luckily, it's... Is he a podcast guy? What's he listen to? Sports talk? Sports. I would say mostly sports. Although he did get on like a little podcast kick recently. Mm-hmm. He was listening to something he thought was really interesting. He could listen to Collected Living Design Podcast. <laughs> he probably will listen to this Rate one. and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, what do you want to leave the people with? Um, my question to everybody is if you had a billboard you could make for, and you could have the world see your billboard, what would it say? I don't really have a life motto. Uh You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you need to be. Maybe something you've learned that you. I feel like it need to be like, uh, Christian-y. You know, like, I can tell you need the Lord. (laughs) Something that's like points them in the right direction, but it also makes them a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, those like, have you seen those commercials on the playoffs? It's like, you need Jesus. No. Yeah. I haven't seen those. I don't know how effective those are. Really. <laughs> the scare tactic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fire and brimstone. But it's also facts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. Okay. So really you don't have one. No, I, I really don't. I I feel like some of the other Maybe girls Maybe it have would said, be Awasna. A little sim language. You know, I we love We were talking sims. about sims the other day mm-hmm. because we would really like to have like a three D model of these areas we work in. I was like, Maybe we should just Make get it sims, sims. And start building out these. I feel like I like to decorate my house. And I feel like I, I can attribute a lot of that to the Real sims. life Sims. Yeah. Now if only I could um, hack simoleons mm. like I did in that game. Yeah, rosebud. Rosebud, <laughs> rosebud, rosebud, rosebud. rosebud. 
<laughs> over and over and over and over. Yeah, give me a thousand simoleons, please. <laughs> yes. I need some new cabbies. <laughs> or you buy the one gold tile. Yes. It's like $999,000. But it would make you happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny like microcosm of life. Yeah. All those games, they like touch some little part of you that like feels like you're really doing it. Yeah, for sure. I will say the other day Palmer was playing a video game. He's really into like Minecraft right mm-hmm. now. And I was thinking like, too bad we don't have Math Blaster. Yeah. Because then he could be learning too. Yeah. Math Blaster. Learning. Yeah, that was a great game. I have distinct memories of that. Yeah. I was just thinking the other day I was at mom and dad's house. About the Gateway 2000 Mm -hmm. came in the cow box. The cow, yeah. And we all went to Best Buy and we each got to pick out a game. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Best Buy has such a distinctive smell, too. Yeah, it does. What is that? (laughs) I feel like- It's like a mixture of fresh cardboard, (laughs) uh, hard drives, and body odor. (laughs) Best Buy. Sponsor this podcast. Yeah, sponsor my Best Buy. (laughs) I don't know if they would love that description. <laughs> hot electronics and hot teenage boy bodies. <laughs> I do remember mm. that, though. That was good. That's a good memory. It was the place to go. It was the only place to go. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have the option. Like, we don't even buy physical no. games for the kids yeah. anymore. You just order yeah. it. Order it and you're done with it. Speaking of games, you got pretty into Hogwarts, <laughs> a legacy. I mean... I, when it comes to Harry, I love nothing more. HP. It's my main squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. I really nerd out for Harry Potter. Why do you think it is more than any other? I I mean, I think that that series made me love reading. Mm. I think I just hit it at the perfect time. You have like nostalgia in also on top of you liked it. Uh, yeah, I think both for sure. I I think the timing was just perfect for my age. And I mean, there is no denying that they're excellent books. Maybe your billboard should be read Harry Potter. Yeah, it probably should be. Yeah. Um, I would recommend Harry Potter. Do to you even think adults. we could ever get mom to read Harry Potter? You know, probably not. Although I think she read the one because she was afraid that I was getting into witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but i always feel a lot of camaraderie with other harry potter adults yeah shout out cassie shout out cassie um and i'm really brainwashing my children into mm-hmm. loving it just as much yeah that's one nice thing about having kids you can kind of brainwash them into things yeah you can make them love what you love yeah there's a comedian that says i uh made my own people have you guys tried that <laughs> I made my own people. I'm their ruler. <laughs> ruler. <laughs> you mean you kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> you could make them like things. I told Katie the other day, I really want to have, by the time they leave the house, I want them to feel like they can build things. Like even, I'm going to give them uh, screws and two by fours and uh, a drill and say like, build a fort. Yeah. I'm going to help you. I just think that's a good life skill. We always talked about building a fort when we were young. Yeah. We never did it. We never did it. At one point, dad hung a four by four in the tree. That's just a, yeah. set just it up there. Set it up there like maybe he was thinking maybe about it. Maybe at one point, yeah. He was never like a woodworker though. No. 
But he was a doer. Yeah. I do think we both got that from him. Yeah. Like, we can do this ourselves. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Does Palmer help Ryan with projects? Uh, you know, Palmer's getting a little table built on the bottom of his loft bed so he can do his Lego creations yeah. on there. And he did help Ryan. Um, but Ryan kind of makes him. Yeah. But I think that's how you learn. Yeah. I just think like, I would love for them to leave and feel like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can do life skills. Simple. Yeah. Car maintenance. I can build something. Right. I can create. There's something about making things. Yeah. That's what be made my billboard. Make something. Yeah. I was just thinking about um, like Harry Potter quotes. Mm. And what's that one from Dumbledore? It kind of relates to what we were talking about. Uh, uh, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times mm. if only one remembers to turn on the light. See? Billboard! It is. That's where Tony Robbins got it. Tony right Robbins probably stole that straight from Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Dumbledore quote is, uh, pardon me, minister, I think you were under the impression that I would be- Coming willingly. Coming quietly. <laughs> coming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just quintessential Dumbledore. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great moment. Um, okay. Well, I'd like to thank Dumbledore for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> from the gray. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alert. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it. Uh, follow uh, our gathered home. Mm -hmm. and TikTok. That's a TikTok. Yeah. yeah. And uh, poor man's doodle. Poor man's doodle. <laughs> Clyde. Classic Clyde. <laughs> uh, and like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Peace out. Bye. See ya. Mm -hmm.